0: Welcome to Moody Presents with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and founding pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm John Geiger. On the broadcast today, the conclusion of the message, Walking in God's Favor. Now, last week, Pastor Mark delivered some rather bad news in the form of, well, it was a hard-hitting list of distractions in our lives, my life, your life, and they hinder the favor of God. But, you need to know that there are also things that attract God's favor. And that's the good news, and that starts now. Let's connect to the power of God as we desire to walk in his favor. And if you can, have your Bible ready as we open to Psalm chapter one, verse one. Here's Pastor Mark with today's message.
1: And you see what what the psalmist is telling us is that when we stand in the way of sinners, when we hang out where in the pathway where we used to hang out, that eventually will be sucked into their behavior and will be influenced by their behavior, that their values will start to spill off on us and we will start to be more like them than, than they like us. And you can sanitize it and you can you can try to minimize it and you can try to explain it away but the bottom line is that you end up the same way you ended up when you were in the world doing those same things and listen to me, married couples just so you know that you're on the hook too I just had this past month two couples that split up two couples that I know that split up that it all started when they said you know what We're just going to go out and have fun. Or married couple. I mean, we'll just dance with each other. Hang out with each other. Drink with each other. I mean, it's just us going out to have a good, fun night on the town. And they ended up having too much fun and ended ended up with other people. They slid down that slippery, slidey, path and road of hanging out in the path of sinners. And there comes a point, people of God, where you say, I'm a child of God, I'm a person of God, and I'm not going to do the things that I used to do in the world because I'm a new person in Jesus Christ. And I don't hang out in the path of sinners because it's just a matter of time. If I hang out in the path of sinners, then I'm going to fall off the edge of the road into the path that I don't want to fall into. Number three, sitting in the seat of the scornful. You see, it starts with our thinking, then it goes to our behavior, and then all of a sudden it goes to our belonging. And it says, and they sitting in the seat of the scornful. You see, the blessing of God is not on those that walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the pathway of sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful, here's what starts to happen when we start walking away from God and slipping and sliding away from where God wants us to be. If you start slipping away from God and sliding away from God, it'll be very easy to start looking at the people that are walking for God and living for God and mock them and scorn them and laugh at them. I've noticed something. I've noticed something very interesting over the years. I've noticed that people that begin to backslide from God and fall away from God, and they either grew up in the church or were a part of the church, and suddenly they seem to hang out with each other outside of the church. Anybody else notice that? That all those people that walk away from God, then they start hanging out with other people that used to walk in god because they have something in common they know the church culture but they don't have the heart of god anymore and normally they just kind of make fun of people that are walking in God and they're they're kind of scornful of people that are really trying to live for God and there's a mockery in their tone about it because they're no longer living for God. And so they're hanging out together and they're all the backsliding people and, you know, they, they, they feel comfortable with each other because they used to walk in God but no longer do and everybody else is kind of a laughing thing and they, they mock and make fun and laugh about it. Why? Because now they feel comfortable with each other, they're sitting in the seat of the scornful. What the psalmist is saying is the favor of God rests upon those that say, no, my counsel will not be with the ungodly. No, I will not stand in the path of sinners and no, I won't sit in the seat of the scornful. The favor of God is withdrawn and he's talking to people that are God-following people. And then he goes on and it says the contrast. What attracts the favor of God? Listen, their delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? The law of the Lord is the word of the Lord. In the Old Testament, they used to refer to it as the law of the Lord, but it refers to all of Scripture the law of the Lord. Their delight is in the law of the Lord. Listen, tell me, tell me what someone delights in and I'll tell you where their heart is at. What someone gets excited about and I'll tell you where their heart is. Now let me pick on the men a little bit here. You ready, men? So some of you, your wife had to get up, had to bribe you, convince you, drag you out of bed to try to get you to the house of God. And she's saying, come on, honey, come on, babe, get up. Can you go with us? I don't want to sit all alone. What if I'm just sitting there? I feel weird without you. Honey, it's been a long week. I worked so hard. And my only day I get to sleep in. And come on, babe, come on. I'll make you those, those tamales you really like if you come up afterwards. Come on. All right, all right. You come late, you drag yourself in here, you say, Pastor Mark goes long, I'll tell you, man, I, I, next week I'm skipping. You come to the house of God, you're sitting here, you're looking at your wife, this is for you, babe. You're looking at your clock, okay. And then the bears play at three. And <laughs> uh, let, me, let, let, me let me show you what happens with the bears. Let me show you what happens with the Bears. So the Bears are playing at 3 at 2 o'clock. You got things set up. Come on, baby. Let's get the popcorn. All right. Let's get some sliders from White Castle. We're going to enjoy this. I'm going to invite some friends over to the house, man. You're looking at the previews in in advance. The game starts. You got your Bears jersey on. You're high-fiving. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. Go, 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 Bears. You sit there after the game. You watch all the post-game previews. I mean, you're into it. They dragged you to the house of God. They bribed you to the house of God. You You couldn't wait till it was over and when the Bears play, man, you you just there early and stay late. Because wherever your heart is, your heart is where your treasure's at. Now listen to me well, I have no problem with us being, you know, we're we're Chicago. So Bears fan, Sox fan, not Cubs fan, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I knew I'd get a rise from that one. We're on the south side of Chicago, so I'm, I'm, I'm messing here a little bit. But, hey, I have no problem with us being big sports fan. but I'm going to tell you, men, it bothers me that if our heart is not delighting in God, we tolerate the things of God, but we delight in other things. What would happen... If we had a core of men at New Life Community Church that were more into God than they are in the bears or the socks, what would happen if the men of God said, I want to get there an hour early because I don't want to miss a thing. Man, I want to pray. I want to greet people. I want to stay late because I'm into this and hear the word of God. And and, hey, you're getting their whole family up. You're waking up the kids. Come on. It's church time. Are you ready for this? Let's go to the house of God. And you put on your Jesus t-shirt and you showed up and you're ready to worship and ready to praise and bring in your family and talking about it and you know the word of God like you know the scores of the players that are on the bears, you know their stats and you know the verses and you know where to find them because your heart is in the things of God. You see, when you have a delight in something, you think about it, you meditate on it. Their delight is in the law of the Lord and not only is their delight in the law of the Lord, but it says they meditate on it day and night. What does it mean to meditate? You take a verse out of his word early in the morning and you meditate on it throughout the day and you allow it to soak into your soul and you marinate on it and you uh, allow it to digest into your spirit and You call up that phrase and you ask yourself, am I living that? And so throughout the day, you are meditating on God's word. It's alive in your mind. And when you go to bed at night, you think about the word and what it means. And you meditate on it. And you ask God, God, let me live this. And so you meditate on the word. You memorize the word. You study the word so that you start living the word out in your life. It's not something that you get on Sunday only through a 40-minute message, but it's something that you live and study and think about and carry with you and allow it to saturate your soul so that you are influenced by the power of the word meditation. Joshua chapter 1 verses 8 through 9 says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be able to prosper and be successful.
0: The word of the Lord. We need to hit the pause button for just a moment and let you know that our God at work series concludes today here on Moody presents. And it's our prayer that these messages that we've shared over the last several weeks have been helpful to you, especially in your workplace. Now, maybe you've missed a message along the way. Easy to do. Well, you can hear today's message and all of our past programs at MoodyPresents.org. Not only that, you can check out other ministries of the Moody Bible Institute right at our website. Again, that address is MoodyPresents.org. That's MoodyPresents.org. I also want to preview the end of today's program. Here at Moody Presents, we've produced a special song to close out our God at Work series. The song is called I Will Not Be Swayed. And it's right out of Psalm chapter one. A great way to sum up and conclude this study on the favor of God. Now, the group singing is called Daniel and the Sparrows. These are all former students and graduates of the Moody Bible Institute, and we say thanks to them in advance for lending their talents here to Moody Presents. For now, let's get back to The Favor of God at Work with Pastor Mark Job.
1: And then he tells us what happens to our life when we are men of the Word and delight in God. Listen to what he says in verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The favor of God helps us to be a-positioned like a tree planted by the rivers of water. When we are meditating in the Word, it positions us in the right place, the right place of influence. I was in Israel this past summer, and a lot of Israel is just arid, dry, desert land. But the Jordan River, which is one of the main rivers, it flows right through, and everything around the Jordan is green and luscious, and there's big trees that grow right along side of the Jordan River. Why? Because when they're positioned near the river, they, they are positioned for fruit, for impact. When you allow the word of God to saturate your soul and your mind, you are positioning yourself in the place of God's favor. Number two, they're nourished. It says like trees planted, but trees planted by the rivers of water. When you are In the Word of God and in the favor of God, you are being nourished by the power of God. You are being convicted by the commandments of God. You are being encouraged by the exhortation of the Word of God. You see, the Spirit of God needs handles to work in your life. And the way the Spirit of God works in your life is through the Word of God. Some of us give the Spirit no handles to get a hold of our life because we're not in the Word. You show me a believer that's a believer and has the spirit but has no word and I'll show you an immature believer that's constantly falling, constantly getting off track. Why? Because they have no word in their life that's, that's molding and shaping them. Thirdly, you're influential. The favor of God helps us to be influential because it says, listen, it brings forth fruit. Fruit means that you are multiplying something inside of you. Uh, Fruit of what? Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of impact. Fruit of influence. You're making disciples. You're touching people's lives. The fruit of the Spirit is flowing through you. Fruit is always a sign of influence, of multiplication, of extension. You're gaining influence in how you live. Why? Because you give fruit... Number four, in the proper season, you're consistent in your fruit. I run into some people that see you during a time of fruit and God's doing something in your life and you're all charged up and excited and come, Pastor's working in my life, he's working in my marriage, he's working in my family. whoa, I'm like, great. It seems like I don't see you for a long time because you go into dryness. Listen. You cannot be consistently fruitful unless you're consistently allowing the Word of God to go through you and in you and challenge your heart and soul and minister to your spirit. If you are consistently inconsistent, it's usually a sign that you are not in the disciplines of the Word. When I see someone that Gets excited about God and passionate about God and stays consistent for long periods of time. I'll tell you, I've found someone that's learned to get in the Word. I found someone that's learned to let God speak to their heart. You know what I've discovered over the years? Listen, there's nothing that I can do in my own power. I have to be connected to the vine of Jesus, I have to be connected to the life of God. Listen, Yeah, when I'm connected to the life of God and the life of Jesus is flowing in me, then I splash life onto my marriage. I splash life onto my kids through parenting. I splash life onto the congregation and life onto the leaders that I am ministering. Why? It's not me, it's Jesus in me. It's the life of God flowing in me. But when I get disconnected, then I'm just a dry branch trying to produce fruit and unable And I start to be death-producing instead of life-producing. We need to be a people that are connected to the vine and letting the Spirit of God flow through us because when we are connected and we are in the Word and the Word is changing us and molding us and the Spirit of God is working through us, then we will consistently produce fruit in our life. The moment that we're not connected, the moment that we stop meditating, allowing God to work through us, and we're in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the pathway of sinners and seated in the seat of the scornful is the moment that we become death-producing instead of life-producing. And then he ends up with two others. He says, oh, I love this, whose leaf also shall not wither what happens when a leaf starts withering? It dries up, it gets brown, and it falls off. But when a leaf doesn't wither, it means it's flowing in life, stays green and nourished. It's alive. And listen, he closes with this, and whatever he does shall prosper. Say whatever. If you're a teenager, you're used to saying whatever. (laughs) Whatever what? Whatever you do will prosper. That's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? That whatever you do, if you're parenting, it'll prosper. If you're married, it'll prosper. If you're in business, it'll prosper. If you're working on your attitude, it'll prosper. If you're working on your sanctification, you will make progress in it. If you're working on... Um, ministry and, and working in people's lives it'll prosper now it doesn't mean there will not be setbacks it doesn't mean there won't be trials it doesn't mean there won't be times of discouragement it doesn't mean that you won't face obstacles in life because the favor of God does not eliminate obstacles it just means that when God's favor is on you you'll continue to make progress why because it's like a buoy it keeps lifting you up when God's favor is on you and the word of God is in you oh does it mean that you won't, you won't, does it mean you'll never get fired? No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean that your business will never go out of business? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that when God's favor is on you, he'll continue to push you forward. It'll continue to cause you to prosper. God will continue to open doors. Whatever you do, whatever you do, you'll see the hand of God upon it. But for the ungodly, those without God, it's not so they are like the chaff as the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment. They're not the ones that are going to judge, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Listen, I want to close with this. I believe there's a lot, a lot of people in this congregation that you can be the source of life or you can be the source of death. I believe you can flow in the favor of God or you can push the favor of God away. I believe that God, as I said, told you last week, I believe the eyes of the Lord look to and fro for people whose hearts are fully committed to them so he can pour himself on them and be a channel of blessing and favor to those that are around. I believe that you are called to be a a channel of God's favor. I believe that you are called to be a channel and a vessel of the favor of God. Whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're an employee, whether you own a business. Listen, I believe that God is looking for people whose hearts are connected to him, who allow the word of God to saturate them, the life of God to flow through them so that they can be channels of God's favor. I believe God is looking for people like that, that will flow in life. But he's got to find a heart. He's got to find a person that delights in the word of the Lord, that meditates on it day and night, that loves God and loves his word so much more than anything else in life, that lets it flow through them. I believe God is looking for people like that. And I'm just wondering, can he find it in you?
2: I'd rather stumble a thousand steps on the paths that few have walked than to run and step with those on the wise. And the law of the Lord is light, burning warm from day to night. I will not share in the shadow of the wicked or hide from his sight. I'm waiting for rain in the desert, but my soul will not dry. I am a tree by your river, and your water runs high. Oh, you watch over me. Oh, I will not be blown away. I will not stand with the world, and I will not be swayed. To not turn brown, and where the lost know only death, I will find rest. And where the lost know only death, I will find rest. Waiting for rain in the desert, but my soul will not dry. I am a tree by your river, and your water runs high. Oh, you watch over me. Oh, I will not be blown away. I will not stand with the In his eternity I will not be swayed And all will know That this life if you rest Where his waters flow Waiting for rain in the desert But my soul will not dry I am a tree by your river And your water runs high Oh you watch over me Oh I will not be blown away I will not stand with the world and will not be swayed Oh you watch over me Oh I will not be blown away I will not stand with the world And will I will not be swayed I will not be swayed Let everyone see That the peace that I have found Is in this love for me I will not be swayed Though my hands they shake So I'll let go of this life to take. So I'll
0: let go of this line for him to take. I will not be swayed. Isn't that a great song? You know, if you'd like to hear today's broadcast again, all of our programs, by the way, are available to stream anytime, anywhere on demand. At MoodyPresents.org, there are also links there to share what you're hearing with a friend, and we encourage you to do that if you know someone who would be encouraged by these great messages. A big thanks to you for your continued support, your financial partnership. It really does keep Moody Presents coming your way week after week. So thank you for your generosity. And if you'd like to get involved, head to MoodyPresents.org. Hey, next time, Pastor Mark begins a brand new series with the goal of encouraging you to be strong and courageous in your faith. And I love the title, Tenacious. We're going to open the book of 2 Timothy then, so I hope you'll join us. For Mark Job, I'm John Gager. Moody Presents is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.